Hi everyone, I'm Bree Raquel and welcome to the first episode of Speak Up. Today I have two special guests with me, Michael and Kiana. So if you guys want to introduce yourself, whoever wants to go first. I'm Michael. Oh, and I'm Kiana. Alrighty, so our topic for today is mental illness and depression. I decided to talk about this subject because every day more and more people are dying from this, from this disease, especially our generation and the, younger, and the younger generation. So we're going to get started with some questions. The first question is, what is mental illness and depression? Does depression lead to mental illness? Whoever wants to answer that first. Well, depression is a form of mental illness for sure. I agree. Definitely. And as far as depression goes, there's definitely different types of depression. You have clinical depression where that's an imbalance of chemicals in your brain that someone physically cannot help. They have to take medicine to balance that out. And if you miss dose yourself or you miss a day or two, mm-hmm. you fuck your whole shit up. You, I mean... They can lead you to literally commit suicide. Exactly. Your your brain goes nuts and other things happen. Anxiety comes, panic attacks. And then there's the type of depression that uh, majority people have is just by their situations or surroundings. And that tends to come and go in waves for sure. Okay. Well, that leads to my second question. Can it... Can a traumatic event or experience in someone's life cause mental illness or is it just a chemical imbalance? Okay, I'll answer this one. I will say that after losing my sister, I got very depressed. So, and like seeing how all my family reacted, I definitely, that was like a wave of just sadness and a lot of them aren't even the same now. So I definitely feel like anything in life like traumatic enough can cause you to go through any type of mental anything not just depression mm-hmm. yeah absolutely absolutely any age can be affected and it could be something big like losing it for the younger generation like these teenagers it could be just breaking up with your first boyfriend which is not bad, but to them it's their whole life and that really will mess with your brain and and mess with you as you grow up and my brother, yeah. he's only 15, and he went through a phase, like, he stopped dancing, he wasn't, like, posting online anymore, he wasn't playing video games, like, he wasn't even himself, it was really weird. Oh, wow, like, he just shut down. Yeah, and to be so young, it, like, broke my heart to see him like that, like, I would never imagine something to hit him like that. Right. Okay. Do you think mental illness is portrayed accurately in the media, or is it shown too much or not enough? Mm. that's a hard one i think it's portrayed um, a lot. nowadays go ahead sorry i think it's portrayed a lot but i don't think it's always as accurate or as informative as mm-hmm. it could or should be mm-hmm. okay. yeah um in our society if you think about our parents and our grandparents mental illness mental illness and depression and anything that people can't physically see as a disability or something like that they don't take you seriously or you know this it goes back to the salem witch trials where they thought people with mental illness were like the devil or possessed so they murder you and as we get older and you know it's become more of a accepted thing in our society now now it's in the media now it's in shows and 
and that kind of stuff. So they're trying to get some kind of awareness out there, but it's a bunch of, I will not a bunch. I won't say that some people are not even people that deal with this and they're trying to portray it. So it's kind of hard to do something and show something when you don't really know firsthand. Right. How to go through it. Yeah. All right. Um, the second, the sixth question is, have you ever in your life dealt with mental illness or depression? If so, what event or experience led you to that point? What was your coping mechanism? Mm. That's a, that's a long, uh, that's, that's a long answer. Yeah, it is. Okay. I don't know. Mikey, do you want to go first? Yeah, I'll go first. Can you, can you repeat it one more time? Sure. Have you ever in your life dealt with mental illness or depression? If so, what event or experience led you to that point? What was your coping mechanism? So I'm going to try to just, like, answer your questions because I don't want to, like, all the way go on certain parts. But, like, okay. I will definitely say I've experienced mental illness. I've – mental health. Sorry, I'm stuttering because I just, like, that was a lot free. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I definitely have experienced depression. I personally experienced anger, and that's something I got from my childhood upbringing. Um, I used to be, like, a very just quiet, different type of kid, and then – like, due to things I went through, like, I just started lashing out, and it was something I really had to work on, and the only way I really worked on that was, like, I went to a therapist for a while, mm-hmm. and I got really close with my sister, and I was, like, someone I can call on days that, like, like, I would go through things when I was younger where I would, like, punch myself in the face when i get angry, like, like, things that you couldn't even, like, why would you do that just because I just literally didn't know how to handle my emotions, and I was just so upset. And even now, like, I don't do anything quite to that extent ever, but even dealing with my anger now is, like, something I have to sit down and actually put an effort into. Like, I have to walk myself through steps. Like, I'll ask myself what I'm really angry about or, like, how am I really going to fix this, stuff like Uh that. I have to really stay Mm -hmm. mentally aware of where I am and what I'm thinking at all times. Right. Yeah. I'll say, like, I definitely have dealt with it on my own. And I've definitely had very close relationships with people who deal with that as well. Like the what I talked about earlier, the clinical depression, the, the chemical imbalance. I really didn't know much about that before until I started dating my current girlfriend. And it's a hereditary thing. She, she has it yeah. from her father. And that's a whole different thing to me. I, I have depression, but it's a different kind of depression. I, I go through spurts. I can think of like four different times in my life where I was really bad off for a few months and coping mechanisms are shit they're bullshit for depression because you can't you, you just you can't just snap your finger yeah, one, or or paint on a canvas or you know it doesn't change until you can get over what you're depressed about kind of and there's never getting over that but it's like once you come to terms with certain things then that can help mm-hmm. you know what i mean or it could be something small like a new person coming in your life and, and having a big distraction where you don't have to think about that. You're not sitting at home all the time and you're thinking of all the terrible things that lead to more depression and, and that kind of stuff. You know, I had a roommate who got beat in the head as a 17 year old and he had to relearn to walk and he never got his full function back in one of his hands, like certain things. And he's a musician. So that affects him greatly. Mm-hmm. And he's been depressed ever since heavy drinking um he has you know to take medicine for anti-seizures it's completely changed his life and that's why he's depressed he uh, something like that can 
totally screw you over and that's how that's something huge to try to get over right. how do you and that's a big question how do you cope right i don't think there's a right answer for everybody there's not everybody has their own right the next question is do you think me- mental illness can lead to suicide absolutely yeah there's that's it's something that you can't control you do things we're talking mostly about depression right now but I there's think, all kinds I think of mental, mental health that is not taken like seen or taken seriously can definitely lead to suicide because if you get help you can be okay but there's some people who don't even realize that they're dealing with the things that they're dealing with or that they need the help that they need and they mm-hmm. it before it's too late right right and the people that are getting help um for example, my girlfriend has health insurance. She goes through a um, psychotherapy clinic, and there's a bunch of doctors, but they are all assigned a therapist or a psychiatrist or whatever. And let's just, um, I'm just going to put something that happened recently. She feels like her medicine's not working right. And she wants to fix that as soon as possible because the more you misdose yourself, the more fucked up your head gets. So she can call in and say, I need an appointment ASAP. The closest one they can give her is in two weeks because her psychiatrist only comes twice a month to that location. So what happens if in that two weeks she has a psychotic breakdown? They tell you to call 911. Okay, she calls 911. All they're going to do is put her in a freaking psych ward for three days and shoot her up with drugs. Who is that helping? You know what I'm saying? That like even if you are trying to get help, even if you do what they say to do. Who's that helping? Another thing is sometimes the medicines, like like how she's going through that where it's not the right medicine, someone very close to me. When you are on, like, when you have mental health and you're on a medicine, for example, like depression, and your medicine isn't working for you, if that's the only thing that's keeping you stable and it's not working, that literally can make you kill yourself. Like, they literally have people watch you because your medicine being right. wrong can drive you to kill yourself. And that's like the that's the only and, thing that you're gone is because and, that yeah, yeah. help you was the wrong kind. Right. And not necessarily like I'm not on my medicine, so I'm going to go take a knife to myself. It could be like you're just doing off the wall, batshit, crazy ass stuff. You could be not on your medicine and go walk on. The, you want to. Yeah. You want to go walk on the roof to feel the sunshine and then you fall to your death. I mean, they, it just causes you to do wow. all kinds of different things. And this is just, you know, um schizophrenic people with voices in their heads Mm -hmm. you know they don't take their medicine and that's one of the biggest problems is people can't stay on their medicine they don't want to bipolar people they don't want to their disease makes them think that the medicine is something else you know depending on what you got going on it's just and that's the crazy thing there are so many mental illnesses out there that people are so unaware of you know depression bipolar schizophrenia are kind of the main ones but there's a lot of things out there. Um, bipolar personality disorder. Yeah. It's different from bipolar. Like um, split personality disorders. People don't believe in that, but it's real. Wow, that's deep. Yeah. And it's the next question. If it's too personal to you, you don't have to answer. We can skip. But this question is, have you ever in your life wanted to commit suicide? If so, what stopped you? Um, For me personally, after my sister passed, I definitely, I would say maybe twice uh, was at that point. And the only 
thing that really stopped me was my siblings that I still have because I would call them and they are the only people who are in the same place as me. It could help. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I'm cry. It could help me like really like kind of calm down, even not even mm-hmm. calm down, just kind of cry with me. Um, I When you get to a place like that, sometimes I don't think anything brings you back. You either kind of do it or you can't do it. Like, like I right. wasn't able to actually do something like that to myself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I uh, probably twice in my life had a, a a weird thought not so much as like a plan or a feel or a want to do it I was literally in the middle of an action I was in uh I, I used to live in Hawaii and we went to a different island on vacation and we're riding around on four wheelers having the time of our lives but something I was going through at the time I was not there so I'm riding around on the four wheeler but in my head I'm listening to like crazy sad music and thinking to myself I just want to ram this thing into a tree Wow. And that's just, the, you know, and that yeah. where does that come from? That came out of nowhere. I still don't understand it. I mean, I know that I was sad, but like really, I, and I, I, it was a thought and I could, I've never, I've never been the type of person to think that mm-hmm. I could do that. I never, I knew that I wouldn't, wouldn't do it, but I just couldn't believe that I actually thought that. And it was a similar situation um, as I got older, like in a car, same, same kind of thing, but never, you know, some people go, go hard and they choose really right crazy ways to do it and right. everybody's different and when they're so far gone like that right. the only thing they see is I gotta end this I gotta go right and they just act on it and it's too late to say oh never right. mind I'm not gonna do it no more because yes yeah or or they they do something like let's say for example slit something on their body slit their mm-hmm. wrist or their carotid or something and immediately regret it you can't change it now right. you know Right. That's that's what I used to do when I was like 13. I used to I didn't I I wasn't what's the word? I didn't have the the power. I'm not power, but you know, didn't have the the urge the urge to want to commit suicide but slid in my wrist. That's what I did. Like cuts mm-hmm. and cuts and every night cut cut cut. Cuz I, I was just hurt. so sad and it was cuz of bullying at school. Mm. And I didn't know how to, I didn't know how to handle it. And I didn't talk to nobody about it. So I was just slitting and slitting. And thankfully I stopped, but it's crazy. Bullying is also a big cause of like mental problems in younger people nowadays as well. Right. Right. Yeah. And and nowadays it's not just bullying at school. It's bullying on your phone and all these apps. Yeah. Family situations, like. It's, it's, it's tough and a sad thing for our youth is we live in a society where for boys it's not okay to talk about your feelings at all for one yeah. right and for everybody it's not okay to be a snitch if it's in that situation mm-hmm. so you feel like you can't talk about what people are doing to you and how they're making you feel because then they're going to do it more right and that's that's society's problem too is is that we're making it to a point where we can't feel comfortable to talk for our kids to talk right. to their parents about something that's going on with them right. for you to be cutting and not knowing who you could talk to at that point. Right. That's horrible. And that's not your parents fault. That's right. not the school's fault. That's a, it's just an overall like right. cloud or that no. hangs over this. Oh, hangs over this subject right. basically. Right. And I feel like the younger, the younger kids, they don't, 
they don't speak up for each other. So, right, and we're not exactly we're not teaching them. I mean, we we say it all. We say it all we want. Like, don't be a bystander. Like, do something. Right. Say something. But it's just that need to fit in, the need to right. not go against the crowd. And that's what sucks. Right. All these people, when shit's going down, people are getting their asses beat or something crazy's going on. Nowadays, people are pulling out their phones and not to call 911. Yeah, all They're the pulling out right. to freaking pull, to take videos. Right. Like, what are these people doing? You like, know I, mean? I forgot where it happened at, but a girl got beat up and everyone was just standing around recording and laughing, and the girl. Die. So that's pitiful. It's right. disgusting that someone should have humans are le- are watching that. Exactly. I saying mean, saying rest in peace is not enough. Right. Don't don't say that after after you haven't didn't help the situation. Right. Don't right. don't act like you have any sympathy for them now. Right. Right. It's sad. This uh, this world is just like getting to a point where all we do is crave attention 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 mm-hmm. it could be negative attention they don't give a damn as long as you're watching them yeah all right as long as they get the views yeah right so views for for all this and then oh r.i.p let's go to this vigil let's take pictures of me helping this homeless person you know right I mean, that's a sickness that's a mental illness it is it is and it's overtaking us like crazy that's that's one of the most rapid growing ones and people don't really recognize that i strongly second that yeah and then it gets to a point where like uh, for me anyway i'm just kind of like i want to get off of social media i want to stop doing all this because like that just feeds into the bs but at the same time i still want to be connected i still you know it's like a say and in our world today, like, if I didn't have social media, like, my business would do half of what it does. Right. I, I wouldn't have, it, like, right. I, have family, I have family all over the world. I can't, like, right. just get off, you know, and stop stop doing that. Right. Social media. It's literally made to be a part of our lives now. Right. right. It's like a necessity now. Like, yes. we need right. social Absolutely. media just as we need water. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> right. That's not a right. You wake up. You we wake up in the morning. We're not reading the newspaper. You know what I'm saying. We're getting on Twitter. We're checking those notifications. Absolutely. Let's see what what how I'm important right now. Right. Well, the next question is: How can someone make dealing with mental illness a priority to get better? Um. Ooh, it's hard. If you're if you're in a certain place with your mental illness where you're like too you far look, gone, you have, yeah, you have no control over that. You can't really seek help if you are in your head don't need help. Yeah, right. first step would have to be making that decision. Like I I need this help, right? right. And what if, do I need help with? What exactly is it that I feel like is wrong with me? Right. But back to what you were saying when you were younger and not telling anybody. That's that's key is you got to talk to somebody you got to yeah. reach out to your family At least you got to reach out person. to your friends right someone who knows what's going on with you and hopefully like in this world we all at least have one person that cares about us enough to help uh-huh. us get help or point us in the direction of help and like it's a lot of responsibility for someone to right. take on but people love people you know right. what i'm saying uh, i if there was i would feel horrible if someone close to me was going through something crazy and I had no idea, you know, or if they do tell me, like, how could I be that person to, like, turn my back? You know what I mean? Right. Someone, Someone's going to look out for you. 
there's good people in the world still, but the first step is reaching out your hand because no one, I don't, I really don't think anyone can do it alone. No. Right. Most people are embarrassed to even it, speak it, yeah. out. Like, Absolutely. Because as, as accepting as some there's people a stigma. are of There's it, a stigma. Yes, yeah. And people like to make you feel like you're crazy once you say you have a mental illness or like something's wrong. Right. Right. But it's bad, a very real conversation to have. Right. It's needed. It's a needed conversation to have. Yeah. That, what you just said, uh, Michael, brought me to my next question. Do you think that people who suffer with mental illness look down upon? Yeah. That that goes back to what I was saying earlier. Like, how back when, like, way back when, they kill you for having a mental illness because mm-hmm. no one knew what it was. My mom right. still doesn't accept that, like, any of her children have any type of mental illness, like, at mm. all. It's hard for parents to accept it, that because right. they take a, they take a lot. They do not take it seriously, yeah. yeah. Right, and, and not only that, they don't... Too. Exactly. They don't want the blame or they don't want to... Be looked at like, dang, why didn't you do something for your kids? Oh, you right. know? oh they blame themselves. Like, what did I do wrong? Like, yeah. right. what didn't I do right? Like, what could I have done to the, to prevent right. this? But And what it sounds like your mother's doing is kind of just deny, deny, deny. Then there's nothing to blame anything on. Mm-hmm. Which... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But that's your, at, at the same time, that's your mother's own coping mechanism for how she feels about that situation, you know? Yeah. Not a health, not a healthy one, but right. You know, as a family, though, hopefully, um, one day soon she can accept that a little bit better, and you guys can openly have this conversation because until that happens, like the true healing cannot start. You know, right? You can do all you can individually for yourself, and your siblings can do all they can for themselves, and you three, you know, can do that for each other. But really, like there will be a missing piece and sometimes Um, that's the hard part with mental health too is like some people aren't just born with mental health sometimes people go through things or people do things to people and majority majority not having that person say simply say they're sorry or explain what happened to you right literally yes people hold on to a lot like when you're a child like you don't understand certain things there's no way for you to feel anything but to hold on to certain things right and that's the core that is where you start so that's where your your vision and your the way you see things that's where it all starts and that will that you feel right you're so fragile and and that's sensitive at that age yeah and that's how you deal with things the rest of your life that is how you will process certain things the rest of your life you know and you learn from your parents you learn from what you see as a a kid so if anything if you did something to somebody and or or you didn't realize that something had an effect on somebody Mm -hmm. maybe you'll deny that because you see your mother deny things you know I'm this learned behavior that's right that when they say generation generational curses that's the stuff they talk about Right. right Yeah, and you're spot on about the like some sometimes you can't get past a certain thing because you need that closure with someone because of a of an incident or because of a trauma a traumatic event. Like Michael, you know that I got into a physical altercation with my father who is three times my size. And to this day I don't think we've had that conversation about like what he did was wrong and 
that he's sorry and or, or you know it, it's mm-hmm. just there's no acknowledgement and for me that's a big hole but if we're talking about coping mechanisms in that situation mm-hmm. i realize who my father is i have come to accept it and accept how he is so if i choose to let him in my life and be okay with him and he does this to me again or does something to break my trust again Mm -hmm. that is my own fault almost you know what i mean like he's a shitty person but i chose to let him back into my life right Right. knowing that he you know it's the decisions we make too that that affect us you have to forgive him for yourself right right that's that's going to be your way of healing Mm -hmm. even if you never talk to him again or right you you guys fall out you forgiving him for what he did even if he didn't say sorry Mm -hmm. you letting that hurt go that's going to make you better absolutely and and it's a it's a work in progress we we talk now but it i don't think it will ever be the same right it can't be you know Mm -hmm. especially the way that it's gone afterwards you know Mm -hmm. It's just something that I had to accept, and and I did. So we talk, we you know it, it's casual, but that's where that's where it hurts him because he knows it's not the same. Right. So that's his that's his decision. We all make decisions. Right. All right. What well, the last question is? What advice would you give someone dealing with mental illness, wanting to end their life? Reach out to someone. Okay. Mikey, you got that? Reach out. That's that's the only thing. You key, just yeah. try to find help. That's key. Just don't give up. Yeah, the the biggest that only lasts as long as you let it last. Yeah. There's someone... always more to life. And no matter how bad it looks, like, there's always more. There's always going to be more good. Even if there's more bad, there's always going to be more good. Like, yeah, and it's it's easy to say and it's hard to live by, but it's about perseverance and loving your damn self. Yes. You nice. got to love yourself enough to, to make things better. And, you know, we're, you're worth it. Basically, you're you're worth the time and the effort put, that you need to put in to make yourself better. Right. Right. Well, that's the end of our discussion. Thank you, Kiana and Michael, for joining in today. Thank remember- you for having us. Yeah, yeah. Thank Very you. Good. So remember to seek help if you need it. Talk to someone. You can even contact me, Kiana, or Michael if you need to talk. Yes. Um, there's also a mental health hotline you could call. That's 1-844-549-4226. I hope this helps someone. Until my next time, guys. Speak up, podcast. Bye. Yes. Bye, guys. Bye.